Oh, hey, kiddo. How was the hill? Educational. Oh, learned a new trick? Yeah, the trick to a happy, fulfilling life, maybe. I learned that mountain air unleashes my inner peace. And rip and pow, well, the whole crew's all, you induces spontaneous joy. Okay, uh, that's nice. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at IconPass.com. Blog Talk Radio. You send your words to hear me. But in my mouth, you took strides to make me fall. Right to us all at one time, oh God, 
But we know when we seek your face, O oh God, that you would give us peace. You would dry our tears and you would take the worry and the depression and the discouragement away, O oh God. But that you would lift up, O oh God, us right now, O oh God, and just allow us to speak to you right now, O oh God. Allow us, O oh God, to enter into your presence, O oh God. Lord, as we seek your face, we seek your glory, your presence. Father, we seek a word from you today, O oh God. For truly, God, we can't move forward without a word from you. We can't do anything without you, O oh God. When you begin to lead, God, and we follow, we know that things begin to work out for our good. But, God, when we try to take the lead role ourselves, O oh God, we begin to mess up. We begin to go into directions we weren't supposed to. So, God, today we come before you for a word. We come before you today, O oh God, for instructions, directions. Show us things, God, that we do not know. Show us, God, in the spirit realm where the trouble lies, Lord God, that we may be able to pray in our holy language, O oh God, and fight off the enemy, O oh God, and take authority over him, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, that he will not discourage us anymore. He will not cause depression anymore, O oh God, but that we take authority over what he's doing in our life, God, and we bind him from the activity of what he's doing, and we plead the blood in Jesus' name, God, that we will dismantle him the way that Jesus dismantled him at the cross. Lord, that we will not give him any power, O oh God, through our thoughts or through our words or through our actions, O oh God, but, God, that we would totally surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost and allow you to move in ways, O oh God, that are miraculous, O oh God. We thank you right now, O oh God, because we surrender the problem to you, God, as we fight, O oh God, through prayer, through reading your word, through binding up the enemy, through pleading the blood, we fight, O oh God, in warfare, taking authority over the situation, O oh God. We know that you've already defeated the enemy. We know that you've already defeated him in our life, O oh God. We're walking through the battle of, of what's already been defeated, God. All we have to do is stay focused. All we have to do is stand on the word. The battle is already won. We're walking through a battle that's already been won. And we are the ones that has to stay focused, oh God. Help us. Help us, God, to stay focused. Right now, oh God, we yield ourselves to you. We yield our thoughts and our minds and our problems, situations, issues, sickness, disease. Lord, we yield it to you right now. We give it to you, Lord, as we hear your word with a free mind and with the peace that you've given us through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. We thank God right now because today is the day that God has allowed us to understand that though we feel bound, Though we feel like the chains are on us and we can't break free, we feel like we prayed and fast and nothing is happening. But the Bible lets us know that we are to continually pray, even through discouragement, even though we don't see what we need to see right now. We are to continue to pray that the spirit realm, whatever is binding it or holding it or whatever shield is up, blocking our prayers in the spirit realm, as we continue to pray, those prayers will penetrate through that. Those prayers will make sure that they get to God, and God will hear what you're saying. There's a war going on. And the enemy doesn't want your prayers to get to God. And the angel of God is fighting with that enemy to make sure that those prayers get to God. But we can't give up 
because the angels are fighting for us. The Holy Spirit is directing us, and God has already won the battle. So we are the ones that control the destiny of the situation. We are the ones that control the outcome in our lives. If you stick with the plan that God has given us, which is to continually pray and fight in warfare, not in flesh but in spirit, you will have the outcome that God has planned for you. But if you continue in defeat and depression and discouragement, then you alter the plan. You alter the end outcome. And we don't want to do that. We want God to step in and take complete control of the situation. But we have to understand that we have to give it to him in order for him to take control. So as we go into the word of God, we go into Acts 12. Well, Peter was miraculously escapes from prison. Now, this was a supernatural escape. It wasn't something he mentally plotted in his own brain, in his own mind, and said, this is how I'm going to do this. But he, he allowed the Spirit of God to come in and take control. And it was a really rough situation because the persecution at that time was very, very heavy against the saints of God. The Bible says it was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. When he saw that this pleased the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison handing him over to be guarded by four squads and four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying for God to God for him. Now that's very, very important to be around people who pray when you're in trouble. Because you need to be able to call on people in your environment, in your life, in your circle, and say, pray for me. And you know they're going to pray for you. They're not just going to whisper a sentence, but they are going to earnestly break the barriers of wickedness in the spirit realm and pray for you. So as he was in prison, they prayed for him. Said, But the church was earnestly praying for him. So Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries stood guard at the entry, entrance. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Get up quickly, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrist. They made sure he was bound. Two soldiers, two chains, and guards at the entrance. So even if his mind, his earthly mind, was going to put together an escape, they made sure it was not possible because they bound him securely. So it could have only been God that was going to bring him out of this and get glory. Now, whatever we're going through in life, if we stop and think, the Bible says that Job's friends came and sat with him, and no one said a word. So if we are going through or when we are going through, if we would first sit down and be quiet before the Lord, listening to what he has to say, giving ourselves to the situation and saying, giving God the situation and saying, what is this, God? And how do I get out of it? Because my mind can't conceive the directions that I need to go right now. I got two guards, two chains, and guards at the entrance. What do I need to do? And it says Peter was sleeping. And the angel said, get up. And the chains fell off of him. This is a time when we should be stressed out. But Peter was sleeping, and he had to be told to get up, which means that he had confidence to know 
God was going to be on his side. God was going to work it out. Now, in order for him to know that, he had to hold on to what God had already done, what God had already promised and revealed to him before this date. And sometimes when we're going through, for some reason we forget what God has already done and his promises, but we look at where we're at right now and we lose focus. And instead of us sitting quietly before the Lord to hear what he has to say, we begin to sit, we sit and we're troubled, we're distressed, we're questioning God, we're wondering how, what, when, and where, instead of living in that peace that Peter had. He rest and fell asleep. He wasn't stressing himself because he trusted in the God that he served. We have to understand that the warfare is against the enemy. And we have to bind his control out of our lives. We have that authority. Without us using that authority, we are not giving God, the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus, the authority to move. Because we're thinking we're depressed, God is going to move. Or we're thinking because we're crying out, he's going to move. No, he needs us to step in the authority that he's given us. Bind the devil, resist the devil, plead the blood over the situation. And the Bible says then he has to flee. Then the Holy Spirit comes in, the blood of Jesus is activated, and the power of God begins to move in our lives. But there has to be peace in our spirit in order for those things to come. Because you can't dwell in the midst of chaos and and confusion and discouragement and say, God, come. You need to sit down and find the rest in God through the Holy Spirit. That's what he's promised us. And once we find that rest and that peace, we can then begin to hear from God more clearly. So as the enemy comes in and he attacks our relationships, our finances, and our health, As he begins to attack those areas, and he may bring it all at one time, just piling it on, at some point you have to realize you cannot find the answer yourself. At some point we have to realize we can't heal ourselves. We have to call on the name of Jesus. So when you begin to sit down and you cry and you wonder and you you ask questions, once all that has ran its course, Now, you've depleted all of your emotions. You can now say, God, what do I need to do? And how do I do it? Because I don't have any answers. We know that when Paul and Silas was in the jail, they began to praise and worship and pray. We see that Peter was in there and he began to rest. The church was praying. So we begin to understand and see Prayer, praise, worship, it all goes together. But there has to be a calmness. There has to be a peace of welcoming in the Spirit of God into the situation. We have to release these things to God, go into warfare against the enemy, bind his control from our mind, bind his control from the atmosphere in our homes or whatever, and allow the Spirit of God to come in. Because he has no control once we take authority. We have to do warfare in this situation if we want to see the miracles that God has for us. We have to tell the enemy, take your hands off of of me, off of my children, off of my finances, off of my body, my health, my relationships. I command you and I take authority over you now In the name of Jesus, you have to go. And that will be the warfare of you fighting in the name of Jesus with what he has given you. Revelations 12, 12 lets us know, but woe to the earth and sea, because the devil has come to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. We're in that time where the persecution has come against the church. We see it all the time on the news. We see, you know, different things, the relaxation of the word of God. But God is saying, wait a minute, I've told you persecution will come. 
because the enemy is here on the earth, and he knows that his time is short. So you know when these things come up against you in your body or in your life or whatever you're going through, you know to call on the name of Jesus because I've told you ahead of time these things will come. So God is letting us know, Revelation 12, the time is short. So he's piling things upon us, and he's shoving things on us that are negative and that are bad, and he's saying, surely I can break them. If I get into their mind, I can break them. Because we, we allow the enemy to just come in and, and, and just begin to tell us things, and we, we're not listening to the word of God or the Holy Spirit telling us the opposite of what he's saying. Because we're looking at the problem, we're seeing it, we're living it, and we're like, God, no, but it's happening right now. And the Spirit of God is saying, but no, don't look at the situation, trust God. And that's something you have to build upon daily. It's daily progress that you have to make in that situation. And as you begin to grow, you'll see the less importance of what is going on. Because you begin to realize that God really does have it in control. That God allowed the enemy to come and to dwell upon the earth. But he's beginning to to spread the sorrow. And he's beginning to just spread everything around, the discouragements, the distractions. And because we know that, we have to stand on the word of God even more than we've done before because his time is short and we have to constantly purge ourselves and ask forgiveness of our sins and ask forgiveness from others of anything we've done that would harm them or hurt them we have to stay focused in the word of God we have to grow in the spirit realm this battle is not against the flesh against flesh. You may look at the person who's persecuting you. As Saul was persecuting the church in Acts, he persecuted the church. But it was Saul allowing the enemy to use him. So the enemy is still behind it until he had his encounter with God. So it was through prayer. Everything is through prayer and fasting and worship that God can convert your enemies. But you have to know through the spirit realm how that's going to happen. So whether it be someone allowing the enemy to use them or some other way the enemy is going to come at you, but no matter what, your foundation is sure. Your foundation, the word of God, the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus, it is sure. So when you go home and you've been persecuted for that day and you feel like things just wasn't according to God's plan for that day, release it to God in your tears, in whatever emotional outburst that you may have, and then rest in knowing that God got you. Rest in knowing that the word of God stands and that the enemy is defeated now and will be defeated when Jesus comes back as well. So we have to stand on the word of God. His time is limited. He's waged war on the church. He's waged war on the saints of God. And he's piling things up on us to make us cry, to make us worry, to make us distressed. But we have to hold on. We have to hold on. We have to believe that the word of God is going to bring us out. The persecution is there, but God has won that. But God, through prayer of the saints and through prayers of your own, God has defeated the enemy. Hold on. Cry out to God with a sure heart, knowing that the word of God is there for you. So whatever it is you're going through, and it may seem like there's no support, it may seem like there's no one to talk to, but instead of asking God why is there no one to talk to, maybe he put those people away so that you can run to him instead, where that foundation is a lot more sure. Man can only give you the version that's in their mind. We have a limited mind unless the Holy Spirit reveals to us 
the unknown. But if you go to God, he said, I'll reveal things to you that you do not know. I'll show you those things. But we have to go before God. So as the church is being persecuted in Acts 8, and Saul is enjoying seeing the persecution of the saints, prayer had to go forth. Even though they were being scattered, the apostles stayed and because they knew the God that they were serving. And everyone else may have had a, a shaky foundation. Your foundation in God is very important as to how your warfare will go towards the enemy. If you read the word a little bit, then you don't have a whole lot of warfare against the enemy. But if you read the word and you communicate with God, you have strong ammo to fight him, to bind him, to cast him out, and to take back control that he has taken from you through allowing things to come in your life. As we begin to read the word of God, spend time with God, we gain control of our lives. But if we don't do those things, we lose control, and then that's when the depression comes in and defeat comes in and, and the scattering of the saints come in because we're not communicating with the God that created us, our Lord and Savior. So if you want to be able to bind the devil and you can see the results, spend time in the word of God. Get to know who he is and the promises that he has for us. In his covenant, he promised the blood for healing. He promised us the Holy Spirit for comfort and for direction. Can you hear the Holy Spirit talking to you even now, giving you directions? If you say, I, didn't, I haven't heard an answer from God concerning a prayer, God immediately answers our prayers. But because we're so involved in the situation, we don't hear him. For days we don't hear him. And that's why I'm saying when you come home, release the emotions of that day to God. So whatever he needs to minister to you for tomorrow, he can. Because you're free from whatever happened during the day. But if you hold that and then you're trying to pray and worship God, it blocks the communication. You can't go into the inner court. You can't see the glory of God during your worship because you've not released it. You've not bound the enemy. You've not taken authority over the situation. Get your control back. As Peter had when he was in that prison, there was two guards, two chains, and God standing, but he rest in God as the church prayed. They reached heaven in a little amount of time. He was in there and he was out of there because the angel of the Lord came and took him out. Their prayers reached heaven. Why? Because they were constantly in prayer. Constantly in prayer. So when things come the next day, you've already covered it in prayer. So all you have to do is say, God, this has already been discussed in the spirit realm yesterday or last night. Take control of this situation. And you feel control over your life in the spirit realm because now you know how to talk to the devil and, tell, and command him to go without being afraid. You command him to go because you have that authority. You were given it when Jesus died and resurrected on the cross. Take control of the situation. Take back the control that you've given to the enemy with, by being depressed or being discouraged or rebellious or in grief. Take it back. Maintain your positive confessions towards the situation, even though it looks bad. Even though tears might roll from your eyes because those are your emotions. But the word of God will still take authority, and, and, and eventually you begin to feel better and know that God got my back. God got me. We determine the outcome of the battle. Though we know the battle is already won in the spirit realm, but if we don't take control in our realm, then fight, and it connects into the spirit realm, then we take it to another direction Pray in the spirit realm, defeat, take control, and live according to the way God has asked us to live. Even with the persecution coming, the enemy has a limited amount of time. 
and he's going to pile it up. He's going to pile it up. And he's going to you're going to look at God and say, "Why is everything coming down on me at one time?" Just like Job had to do. But Job sat there. His friends came and they sat there and didn't say a word for days. And if we just sit there sometimes and we we just talk to the Lord without the stress and without the emotions and we just say, "God, I don't I don't understand." I don't. Because sometimes bad things are because you're doing the right thing and the enemy is mad. It's not always because you're doing the wrong thing. But if we talk to God on a daily basis, he'll tell us, you're doing the right thing. You're doing as I'm instructing you and the enemy is mad. So he's coming against you even more because he sees you fighting. And that will give you a sense of peace and a sense of direction and a sense of assurance that when someone comes to you and they allow the enemy to speak negativity through them and tell you you're on the wrong path or you're doing the wrong this, you can stand assured in the word of God, in your relationship with God, and just look at them. You don't have to respond to the enemy. You don't have to justify your life to the enemy. long as you and God have a relationship and you know where God is taking you, stand firm and keep control of the situation. Jesus kept control of the situation, and he wants us to do the same thing. When the disciples were persecuted and they were tormented, and they came after them. They kept control of the situation. They kept control because they knew who they served. It's so important to understand that. The more you know God, the more power and authority is given to you. The more you can control the situation. So when you're lying there sick, and a disease or whatever is going on in your body, and that death spirit is coming while you're trying to sleep, and you and the angel of God wakes you up, and he says, get up. Hallelujah. And you can say, I rebuke you, death spirit, in the name of Jesus, get out. I'm not going anywhere. I cast you out right now in Jesus' name. And God will put a peace upon you, and you'll go back to sleep and wake up. Because you know who your God is, and you've taken control of that death spirit. So no matter how many times he come back season after season after season, you can stand on the word of God and say, by his stripes, I am healed, death spirit. You have to go. I shall live and not die and proclaim the goodness of the Lord. And it's through the actions of your testimony, your words, and taking authority that God's spirit begins to move. And that's where the empowerment comes in at. Because you know your God. You know who you serve. So when the persecution comes, you rest in the persecution. And when he comes again, you stand on the word of God. You declare the power that has been given to you. It's, it's, it's your right. It's what you have. It's your covenant with God that you will not be defeated. You will not be cast down. You will not be made ashamed. It says in Revelations twelve ten, then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power of the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ for the accusers of our brethren who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not have, they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows his time is short. He knows his time is short. He said he was in heaven and he accuses us daily. See, God, look, they have fear. 
see God, look, they're doubting you. They're discouraged. They don't believe your word. They don't even read your word. They don't even know your word. Just constantly accusing us day and night, day and night. And the blood of Jesus is constantly defending us day and night, day and night. And if we begin to read the word and we stand on it, the 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 when Jesus comes in and says, no, he, he's our mediator, he stands with us and the word stands with us and we are overcomers by that testimony. But when we don't know our God, how do we stand? Where is our foundation? How do we stand against our accusers that come day and night accusing us of things? How do we stand if we don't know our God? We don't know the, the commands or the sins, and we don't know the repentance and the blood and the Holy Spirit. We don't know anything about the spirit realm of God. We're just walking around just, just here, living off of what we read years ago or what we heard somebody else say. There's new revelations in the word every day that you read it. You'll get something different. Somebody goes around and he accuses us. Day and night, and now he's here on the earth and the sea, and he's filled with fury. So all those who love the Lord, who say, I give myself away, I yield to you, Lord, I say yes to you, God. Lord, have your way in my life. Lead me, Lord, and I'll follow. All those words make the enemy angry. So when you begin to confess those things, you have to have prayer, worship, praise, fasting in your life. Because when he comes, your armor needs to be on and ready. Your authority needs to be in place. Because that's how you defeat the enemy. It's not through catchy phrases. It's not through only praising and jumping up in the church. But it's the life you live when nobody is around. It's the praise and worship that you give to God when you're alone and you set that time aside for him. He's down here in fury. So when we wonder why is everything being pounded on just Back to back to back, God, before I can solve one thing, here comes something else. Before I can get to that one, here comes something else. God, and we'll say, God, is too much, but I know you, you're you not going to give me more than I can bear, God, but this is too much. God, surely you see what I'm going through. Surely you see that this is too much. And he's saying it's not. Stand in the authority that I've given you. Stand on the word. Stand in the blood. Stand on the Holy Spirit. Take authority. Bind the devil. Resist the devil. Make him flee. Command him to go. Cast him out. And you win. Your testimony, you win. He's angry, but God has defeated him. He's angry, but God has equipped us. He doesn't want us talking about Jesus. He doesn't want us talking about how much we love the Lord. He doesn't want us pleading the blood. He doesn't want us casting him out. No. He wants us to stay away from the word of God. That way we don't know the power that has been given to us. So Peter slept in the midst of being in prison. Anybody else would probably would have just passed out and said, God, uh-uh, this, I guess this is the end. But he didn't do that. Paul and Silas, they praised God. The Hebrew boy said, even if he don't, I know he's able. These are people who know their God. Stephen was stoned and he looked up to heaven and saw God. The people that know their God. How well do we know our God? How well do we know what pleases him and what, you know, makes him sad? The things that we do, the unforgiveness we have, the sin that we harbor, the things that just don't, doesn't please the covenant that we're in. God is able to deliver us from anything we're going through. But we are in control of the answer. We are in control of the destiny by knowing our God.
we control the outcome. By knowing our God, we have the control. We lose control when we don't know our God. When we don't repent of our sins and walk away from them and say, I'm not going to do it anymore, God. I commit my ways to you. The devil doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to share in the sin and, and, and say that I love God at the same time. And you can't serve both. You can't serve them both. So when you repent of your sins, you have to walk away. Whether it be fear or fornication, adultery, lying, cheating, whatever it is, you have to walk away and say no more. Because all of that takes away the control that you should have. It takes away. But when you completely give yourself over to God and you say, God, for you I live and for you I will die, and you try your best to live according to the will of God, your power and your authority and your control is now in your hands. And what better place to be than in a place of control, than in a place where you feel you have no control, and the Holy Spirit is saying he has the power to give you that control, but he can't release it to you because you don't believe, because you're not reading, because you don't know him. You don't know the power that he has. So you continue to walk around confused and depressed and, oh, God, why is this happening to me? And all those things because you're not in control of the situation, the way that God's covenant has promised us we should be in control. What is the rest that we're looking for from God today? What are we asking God concerning that we can't seem to get an answer for we can't seem to penetrate the heavenly airs in order to get this message to God. What is it? But if we would stand in the authority of what God has given us and we tell that situation, you have to go. I don't know how you're going, but I know you got to go. I'm not yielding to my flesh. I'm not yielding to my fears. I'm not yielding to worry. I may not know how, but God will tell me. I may not know when, but God will not let it go past the designated time. And you stand in your authority. Or you just tell him, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood over my home, my finances, my children, my my job. I plead the blood right now, and I cover it with the blood of Jesus. Satan, you have to go now in the name of Jesus. And when it comes to a person that is allowing the enemy to use them to torment you, you still deal with the enemy. Because it is a spiritual battle. You're not dealing with that person flesh to flesh. You, it's just not even worth it. But you go into the spirit realm and you say, Satan, I see that you're using so-and-so to get to me, but by the blood of Jesus, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus so you and the person you're using will not get next to me, will not persecute me, will not make me feel fear and intimidated. I stand on the word of God, and I have the authority over you and that person in Jesus' name. And you win. You win. Because you're not giving in, but you're standing up. You're resting in what is promised to you. So after you cried out to God, and it seems like it's not getting into heaven for nothing. After you read the word of God and you're saying, I'm going to stand. I don't know if it's, you know, what's going to happen, but I'm going to stand. Just continue to stand, and God will show you 
that he's there and that he will never leave you nor forsake you. That's why he always promises us that he'll never leave us nor will he forsake us. He's right there. It's not something you need to feel. It's something you need to know. You need to have knowledge that he's there. So even when things are chaotic and discouraging or whatever, you don't look for a feeling. You look for the word of God to know that he's there. may not look like you're here, God, but in the word, I know you're here. In the spirit realm, I know you're surrounding your angels around me right now. They're encamped around me. The blood of Jesus has covered me. I know this for a fact, God. So even though the situation looks bad, even though the sickness is here on the earth, even though the finances are low on the earth, even though the joblessness is high on the earth, in the spirit, God, I'm going to break through and get the destiny that you have promised me in the spirit because that's where it's at. Though I live here on earth and I see what's going on, but there's a blessing for me in the spirit that I need to hold on to and not get discouraged. But I'm going to keep walking in my authority and I'm going to take authority. And you said I could cast out the devil. You said I can plead the blood. And you said the Holy Spirit will lead, guide, and direct me. I stand in you, God, and I know there's no failure in you, and I stand today in the authority given to me through Jesus Christ, who has all power in heaven and on earth. And though I get discouraged, though it may not look the way I want it to, I will still stand. And when I get a bad report, I will say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood over that report. God, reverse it. Reverse the curse. Reverse the words. Reverse everything, God, because I stand on your word. God will reverse the situation when we stand. God will reverse the situation when we know him. God will reverse the situation when we have a relationship with him. It's not just about saying, God, lead me. It's not just about saying, God, I surrender to you. But it's the relationship. It's the lifestyle. It's the promise you're holding on to. What is it that we need from God today? There's a destiny in the spirit realm that's waiting for you. We're looking for our destiny in the natural. And we're saying if I put pictures up on the wall, it'll lead me to my destiny if i read these books which are fine but they'll lead me to my destiny and god is saying your destiny is here in the spirit realm you need to find it in the spirit and you need to fight off all the enemies that's holding it from you knowing what it is because as soon as you begin to pray to god in the spirit realm to reveal your destiny distractions will come sleepiness will come you will say oh it's going to take too long when i can just go this route everything will discourage you from going into the spirit realm and getting your destiny your destiny waits for you in the spirit the understanding of who you are is in the spirit your authority is in the spirit in the word in the holy spirit in the blood of jesus So you can do everything and anything to entertain the flesh, gain knowledge in the flesh. But until you get into the spirit realm, you don't have spiritual understanding. Until you get in the spirit, you don't have a clear godly vision of what he's trying to get you to do. And once you connect in the spirit, then the books, and the pictures and everything go with what God has planned for you. But you can't put the cart before the horse. You're more than likely on track, but you're just missing the spirit realm. How do you get there? Speak in your holy language for try an hour, then build yourself up to two hours, but allow the Holy Spirit to intercede for you in the spirit realm. And heaven will open up to you. God will begin to reveal things you really don't know. 
our flesh cannot see in the spirit realm. He can't show us things we don't know in the flesh because our mind cannot conceive the spirit realm. So we have to go in the spirit to see the things that we do not know. It's a spiritual statement, not for the fleshly man. God deals with our spirit man, which then it helps us in the natural. So we can begin to rest in God as Peter rested while he was in jail. The chains can be broken. The curse can be broken. Whatever it is you're going through, it can be reversed. But it's not through the flesh that it gets reversed. You can't fight sickness and disease in the flesh. You have to go into the spirit realm. You can't fight poverty in the flesh. You have to take it in the spirit realm. Just in case there's a curse that you don't know about, just in case there's an enemy throwing things at you that you don't know about, whatever it is, God will reveal it to you in the spirit realm. And you'll you'll begin to know how to pray. And you'll begin to know what to pray because the Holy Spirit will guide you into all prayer and intercede for you. There's nothing too hard for God. Nothing is too hard for God. We just have to come back to our foundation, our first love, when we fell in love with God and our heart said, I surrender to you, not our mouth. Our heart said, I want to live for you, not our flesh. That's the place where God wants us to come back, where it came from the heart and not from the flesh, where it came from the spirit that's inside of you, not from your flesh. Everything God has promised you is waiting for you in the spirit realm. Everything God has promised you, your knowledge of what needs to be done is in the spirit realm. Seek ye first the kingdom. Seek the kingdom first. Seek the presence of God first. Seek God's heart first, his kingdom. Seek his rules and his laws first. Seek his spirit first, his kingdom. And then everything else will be added to you. It's not like we need to seek God through praise and worship. And then he'll add everything. Or we need to seek God just by reading his word and everything else will be added. No, you seek the spirit realm, the kingdom of God. Then everything will be added to you. Everything is spiritual with God, supernatural with God. Then the flesh comes in with God. That's why he said he searches the heart. He knows what your heart is. Is doing. He didn't say, I search your actions or I search your mind or I search your thoughts. He said, I search your heart. We need to find the rest of God in the spirit realm. We have to defeat the enemy in the spirit realm. They said this, the church prayed for Peter while he was in prison. And supernaturally, an angel of God came and released him. How did they know what to pray in order to penetrate to get those chains released? They prayed in the spirit realm. How did they know God was going to do it? They prayed in the spirit realm. Their concern was not how he was going to do it. Their concern was that, God, I know you will do it. So we're going to pray and seek your faith in the spirit realm in order for this to happen. Supernatural comes from the spirit realm not from our flesh. So we can just say, God, I need a miracle. God, I need this. I need that. Go into the spirit room and let the Holy Spirit intercede and tell him that you need those things. Communicate with your Lord and Savior. Live according to his will. Seek his kingdom. Thy kingdom come, then thy will be done. So we can't say, Lord, your will be done in my life, and we're not seeking the kingdom. The kingdom comes first, then things follow, then 
the will of God comes. First, the kingdom. The kingdom issues, the kingdom focus, the kingdom laws, the kingdom statutes, the kingdom standards, the kingdom. Then everything follows behind that. We thank God for you today. We thank God that we are going to change in our lives and focus more on the spirit than on the natural. We're not going to focus on the persecution that's in front of us in the flesh, but we're going to focus on the persecution that's happening in the spirit realm. That's where the persecution coming from is the spirit realm. And there's a flesh that's allowing them to use them, the enemy to use them, in order to make it a fleshly battle. So we focus on the kingdom. Thy kingdom come, then thy will be done. We love the Lord today and we thank God for everything that he's doing in our life. We know the enemy is here to persecute us. We know the enemy's time is short. We know that he's going to pile it on us because Jesus is soon to come back. But we know that through the word of God, it won't affect us. It won't bother us. And Jesus will always rescue us. So we just thank God for his word and his relationship that we have with him. That even in the midst of chaos, with prayer, it won't even look like chaos. Father, we thank you right now for your word. We thank you, O oh God, for revelation. We thank you, God, for the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We thank you for the power that comes through the word of God. We thank you, O oh God, because we cry out to you today in our fleshly tears, O oh God. But in the spirit realm, we take authority. In the spirit realm, we cast him out, O oh God. In the spirit realm, God, we tell him he has to go and he has to go now. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, though we cry in the flesh, God, though we ask questions in the flesh, God, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, your angels are encamped around about us, God. Your blood covers us. So whatever it is we are going through, God, we will stand on your word. We will stand on not only your promises, but the kingdom, God. We are kingdom citizens. We are kingdom children God so we will seek the kingdom of God in the supernatural and in the spirit realm and then God things will be added unto us we praise you and we give you glory right now oh God as we grow in your word God as we seek your face God father we will give time to you this week whether it be 15 minutes of speaking in our holy language God whether it be 10 minutes, God, it's from our heart that we do it, oh God. It's not how long, but that our heart is involved, God. We will give that time to you in the spirit realm, God, that the Holy Spirit may come and intercede on our behalf, and we will see breakthroughs in the spirit realm, God. We will see barriers come down in the spirit realm, God. We will see curses reversed, God. We will see poverty go away, God. Joblessness cast out, God and bound in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you right now, and we give you all the glory and all the praise. We love you, God. We love you from our heart, God. We love you, God, from the very depths of our soul, oh God. And we just want to know more about you, God. We want the revelation of your word, Lord God. We give you glory. We thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise, oh God, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You sent your word to heal me, body, mind, and soul. You took strides to make me whole.
Morning, Dave. Morning. I. Oh. Is that your phone? Yeah, I have an alert for when something big happens in the world of hash browns. Really? Yeah. It says here, Tim Hortons hash browns are now just 50 cents. 50 cents? Oh, I'm getting one with my sauces, egg and cheese sandwich. Good idea. Hash browns, hash browns, hash browns. That's a backup alarm, just in case. Smart. Alert! Crispy golden hash browns are now just 50 cents at Tim Hortons for a limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. 